Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi everyone, welcome to Kitchen Prescription. I'm Kelsey Nixon. This is the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. I am so happy to be chatting with you after a 10-day stint of losing my voice. It was the craziest experience. I don't think that's ever happened to me before. We had some element of sickness floating around our house for like the past month, but honestly, I actually felt fine. But when I opened my mouth to speak, it was it was not pretty what came out. And it was so crazy, especially challenging when your job includes speaking in front of a camera, which mine does. So I had um, two segments with Access Hollywood to tape during this 10-day period, which was so crazy. I was so nervous about how it was going to go. And, um, you know, it's fine. So needless to say, there was a lot of tea. I was pounding water. There were, you know, throat soothing drops. There was everything I could think of. A lot of honey. You guys were also great. And many of you shared recommendations with me on Instagram. There was a lot of tea related suggestions. Specifically, throat coat tea and medicine ball. The medicine ball tea concoction that is sold at Starbucks. I actually don't even think it's called medicine ball at Starbucks. It's called like honey, mint, lemon or something or the other. But Everyone calls it a medicine ball. And after getting a few of those medicine balls at uh, Starbucks and realizing that my lost voice was not actually going to return in just a few days, I needed to just go buy the stuff to, to make it on my own. So that's what I did. And this ended up being the winning combo for me in both effectiveness and flavor because I don't love tea. I don't love the flavor of tea. And so I really have to doctor it up to be happy drinking it. But this is this is what I did. So hot lemonade plus the juice of half a fresh lemon, one throat coat tea bag, one peach flavored tea bag, some honey, and some fresh mint. And I know that fresh mint might sound kind of fancy. But I'm here to tell you, it really did make a difference. I wasn't even that congested, but it, it like felt good for my sinuses too. So it's actually quite heavenly as a combo. And I've continued to drink it in the morning as my voice is coming back to full restoration. Um, and I have all of the stuff. So there you have it. I made a little Instagram reel of my medicine ball at home tea if you guys want to go check that out. But hopefully no one's losing their voice and no one needs it. All right, let's jump into sharing a few recipes for your meal plan this week to make things feel a bit more manageable at dinner time. First thing we're going to start with is my sheet pan cilantro lime chicken with a roasted sweet potato fries. You guys, this is so good. It is part of recipe club this month and it is just a like killer recipe. This is a recipe I'm going to make over and over again. Kind of like my sheet pan Greek chicken where I just, I have made that countless amounts of times because it's so good. Um, But in addition to the flavor being so great, 
I love that there's a couple of shortcuts you can take with this recipe to make it even easier. I give you instructions in the recipe to roast your own sweet potato fries, but you can also just buy frozen sweet potato fries, pop them in your air fryer. Those are such a hit with my kids, especially my younger kids. And I don't know if there's really that much of a nutritional difference between a sweet potato fry and a regular fry, but it makes me feel better. see a little bit more color there and my kids love them so um that's one thing you can do but I like I said I give you instructions on how to do them and with one secret ingredient I learned this in the testing that if you add a little cornstarch in the seasoning mix with your um, fries it really helps them crisp up it was like I had no idea it was really cool to learn there's also cauliflower in this recipe and it comes with this really yummy like cilantro yogurt sauce that you drizzle, drizzle over the top. It's just a stellar recipe. So if you are in recipe club, make sure you make that one this month. It's so great. I have a feeling I'm going to be cooking it all summer. All right, second, another big hit with my kids, my air fryer crispy chicken tenders. In fact, I should probably call them Parmesan crispy chicken tenders because they do have some parmesan in them and that's what I think makes them so delicious is that I do this combo of panko and parmesan that helps the tenders crisp up and it's like the most delicious I don't even want to call it a chicken nugget it's not it is so much better than a chicken nugget so so yummy and um, I'm making those because right now my kids are really on board with dips they're loving to dip everything and I haven't really had kids that dip in the past um but man especially Penny my youngest she's not interested in eating anything unless she can dip it in something so I think I'm going to do a really um simple honey mustard sauce which is also in that recipe and see how my kids like that all right Third, since you're already buying sweet potatoes for the sheet pan cilantro lime chicken, I wanted to include the spiced sweet potato grain bowl with creamy avocado dressing. This is an amazing grain bowl. It can be vegetarian very easily, or you can add chicken or some ground turkey or whatever you want, bacon. Um, And it uses black beans and really good grains, and it's just a good, solid recipe. Um, I still, I'm like not over grain bowls. I know that they were very 2018. It was like a hot thing to do in 2018. But I, especially when I feel like I've had days when I I get to five o'clock and I haven't had a vegetable, if I've got cooked grains in my fridge and some sort of vegetable and some sort of tangy dressing and some beans and a little cheese, like... That to me is just a really good feel good meal. So I'm not, I'm, they're never going out of style in my house. I, I'm here, long live the grain bowl. Love them, love them. Um, and I've got a couple of grain bowl recipes on my website if you're looking for a few more of those. Greek grain bowl, beaten goat cheese grain bowl, apple cheddar. I just love them. All right, you guys, there are your recipes for the week. Let's jump into the last half of the podcast where we're going to run through the basics of cleaning and caring for your da 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 cast iron cookware, your cast iron skillet. I can't wait to chat about this. I am certainly not the first person who's probably told you that if you don't own a cast iron skillet, you should. <laughs> They're awesome heirloom pieces to have and invest in in the kitchen. You may actually own a cast a piece of cast iron cookware from a grandma or another family member. 
and it really is just such a great piece to have. This is why they're super versatile, meaning that they can perfectly sear a juicy steak. You can roast chicken and vegetables in them. You can even bake like decadent pies and crisps. In fact, I have a recipe for a blueberry peach crisp that is to die for and worth looking up on my website. It's so good. You can even fry eggs and bacon in really well seasoned cast iron. It's just, it's amazing. But honestly, I think one of the things I love most about it is that it's, it can be perfect for beginners and professional chefs alike and home cooks of any skill level. It really can handle any kitchen cooktop, meaning if you've got a, you know, an electric stovetop, if you've got gas, um, if you're cooking on a grill, if you're cooking over an open campfire, any heat source, it's awesome. Induction, it's great. You always want to be somewhat gentle with it, but it will work on any heat source. But I want to address why people are sometimes hesitant when it comes to buying and cooking with cast iron. Ultimately, I think it's the cleaning and caring for cast iron that intimidates people. But I'm here to tell you that it's not as scary as you think it is. And I want to break down a few things. Let's actually start with some myths about cast iron cookware. First, you can't use any soap when you clean a cast iron skillet. Now look, I am the first one to tell you. The first place I really learned about cast iron was in culinary school. And in culinary school, I was taught that you don't put any soap. You use kosher salt as an abrasive you know, substance to break up whatever stuck onto the pan and use very little water. And yes, that is great. And for a properly well-seasoned cast iron pan, you probably shouldn't need that much soap. It's naturally non-stick. But I've been around the block enough to know that most of you who are cooking in cast iron are going to be a little frustrated. So you can use soap. You really can. You can use a mild dish soap to clean cast iron. Don't use tons. Use just a bit. Keep in mind that if you've purchased a pre-seasoned piece of cast iron cookware, something like Lodge, they have kind of a pre-seasoning treatment that easily holds up to a little dish soap. So the most important part is not necessarily the avoidance of soap. It's the avoidance of long-term moisture, water. So once you've used your soap to scrub everything out of your skillet, what I really want you to worry about is making sure it's completely dry. In fact, after I clean mine, I most always put it back on the stovetop over some heat to just really dry it out. That's what's most important. And this prevents rust from forming. And that's the next myth I want to talk about. Yes, rust. Something that feels intimidating about cast iron. And... I hear every now and then, hey, I've got a piece of cast iron cookware, but it's covered in rust. Is it ruined? It's not. It's not. Rust is going to happen. And while it's going to happen, it can easily be removed. So the approach you want to take is get some steel wool and scrub the rusty spots with steel wool and then just follow the steps for reseasoning cast iron. And I am going to send you to Lodge for their advice on reseasoning, but it's really so simple, you guys. When you reseason, you, in fact, let's just walk through this whole process of let's assume that you've got a rusted out cast iron piece of cookware. So what you're going to do is remove everything with that steel wool, all of the rust. You're going to apply 
a very thin, even layer of cooking oil to the cookware, both inside and out. Now, if you use too much oil, it might get sticky, and that may have happened to you before. So keep in mind, thin oil. Then you're going to bake it in a preheated oven. I bake mine at 450 degrees for one hour. You're going to put your skillet upside down and place a large baking sheet underneath, uh, maybe with some aluminum foil, just in case you have any drippage. And then you're going to let it cool. You just want to use something that has a high smoke point. So vegetable oil, you could use melted shortening, canola oil, um, avocado oil. Lodge actually makes a seasoning spray that's also great. Um, so any of those will work fantastic. Okay. So let's really break down the nitty gritty when it comes to cleaning your cast iron. There's three steps. They're so simple, you guys. Wash, dry, and season. So every time you cook in your cast iron, you are always going to wash it. I don't want you to let it sit overnight. You're going to let it cool and wash it right away, always by hand. Never put it in the dishwasher. That is one thing everyone in your family should know that the cast iron skillet does not go in the dishwasher. Like we said, if needed, use a small amount of soap and a pan scraper for really tough stuck on foods. And you can, you know, get like a, a pan scraper or I really love that full circle is the brand. Their cast iron scrub brush is so awesome. I use it for all of my dishes, but it's really great for cast iron. Um, but if things still aren't budging, simmer just a little bit of water in your skillet for a few minutes and then you'll you know, drain it and then use that scraper or your cast iron scrub brush um, to get those tough, stubborn spots after the pan has cooled and you should be good to go. Step two is the most important. Dry, dry, dry. Dry your cookware right away. Don't let it air dry. I want you to dry it with um, either a dry kitchen towel or paper towels. And keep in mind, if you notice a little black residue that comes off, it's just seasoning and it's perfectly normal. Um, and then don't forget that tip that you really can ensure it's dry by placing it over a direct heat source on your stove top. So you can dry it out that way as well. And that's usually what I do after giving it a, a little wipe down. Then finally, this isn't just for re-seasoning a pan, but every single time you cook, wash, dry your cast iron, you're going to season it. So you're going to add just a teeny bit light layer of cooking oil over the surface of your cookware. And then I always take a paper towel to just wipe it evenly to make sure that no oil residue remains because we don't want that to create stickiness. And that's it. And the more you cook in your cast iron skillet, the more you go through this process, the more naturally nonstick it's going to become and the more you're going to love it. The other you know, thing I hear is that it's, oh, it's so heavy, but... The fact that it's heavy means that it's an amazing conductor of heat. And that's the reason it cooks so well is because of the heaviness. The last thing I want to let you guys know is that Lodge sells a pretty great set for cleaning and caring for your cast iron cookware. It's awesome. It comes with a scrubber, which is really good. It comes with a scraper and it comes with this seasoning spray, which is probably my favorite part about it. And I'm sure you can buy the seasoning spray independently but it's just a real easy way to get that light layer of, of cooking oil over um, the cookware, and I love it. So if maybe you're gifting someone a cast iron skillet, attaching this Lodge cleaning and caring 
mindset could be a great thing to include as well. I really um, have loved mine. So, okay. Any more questions you've got about cast iron? Shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at KelseyNixon.com because I love my cast iron. I want everyone to be cooking with it and have a cast iron piece that they love because it really is awesome. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. New episodes drop every Thursday. And in the meantime, you can follow me over on Instagram where I am sharing tips, tricks, techniques, teaching you how to cook and organize your kitchen. And you know I would love to have you in Recipe Club if you're not already in All of my reels that I share in Instagram go to support you making those recipe club recipes. So everything I do is to make those recipes feel even easier. And if you're looking for someone to help you organize and outfit your kitchen, you can check out my family meal makeover course. You guys have been so awesome in leaving reviews. It means so, so much to me. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough. And look, if you don't have time to rate and review the podcast, maybe tell a friend. Tell a friend who you know has to make dinner this week, which is probably most of your friends. (laughs) You guys are the best. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Thank you so much for listening.